You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today is December 26th, 2018, so I hope you all had an amazing, blessed, beautiful, celebratory Christmas yesterday. For us, we celebrate Christmas all week, so we are still in celebration. How about all all year? Yeah, hey, that sounds great. Well, today we're going to talk about tomorrow. What will happen tomorrow or the next day or the next year or a hundred years from now? What is the future? That's right, we're talking about prophecies, predictions, and precognition. And how you can tell with how can you tell what the future will hold for any of us? For many of us, we celebrated Christmas yesterday. Today is the day after Christmas. There are five days remaining in the year of 2018. Then we'll all ring in a hopefully happy new year 2019. Yay! Yeah. (laughs) Many people are reflecting upon the year that is coming to an end shortly and envisioning a new year with more of some things and less of other things that they experienced in the year just passing. How can you improve the conditions that you experienced in the past year that were not what you'd like to repeat in the coming year? Can you envision wonderful new adventures for this year? So it is for many of us to review the old and welcome in the new at the end of one year and the start of the next. Yet, what likely is the future? And why have so many spiritual masters taught for us to live in the present moment if we are to lead a happy life and find our ultimate freedom? What is the real purpose of both the prophets of ancient times and the modern day prophets and their mission to illuminate the future for humanity? What good does a prophecy of thousands of years in the future offer us today, or even in our whole lifetime? What is the difference between a prediction that it will be sunny tomorrow and a prophecy of a golden age a millennia from now, or even coming up in just a few years? It is important for each of us to be able to predict our own future. I should say, is it important? For each of us to be able to predict our own future or the future of the world? Or is it for most of us to wait for the next best prophet to tell us what we're in for? Who is to have the ability of precognition to discern the future clearly? The topic of prophecies and predictions and the ability to make them or precognition seems to bring about more questions than answers. So, let's explore these topics and ask the questions of ourselves today 
and see what we come up with. Michael. Yes. What are, <laughs> what are some of your experiences and insights about the future and about one's precognitive ability? Well, I knew you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> You see, I'm highly precognitive. <laughs> uh, maybe that's, oh, that's why I ran a nonprofit organization for so many years. <laughs> you know it would never make a profit, right? Hardy, har, har. Uh, okay, so I'm sure you've all had experiences in which you explain, explain, exclaimed. Uh, that's one of the things I, I have a hard time sometimes getting the words uh, to come out right from my mouth because my left vocal cord is still limping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those are the <clears throat> breathy words, right? Yeah. So so then, uh, you know, like I said, I knew you were going to say that or, or whatever or do that. So how many times have you had those kind of experiences where whether you said it or not, you're thinking, I knew that was going to happen, right? Perhaps it doesn't happen all of the time, but it does happen to all of us at least some of the time. And often, we might not act upon that intuitive knowing of a future, right? Yeah. You go, oh, she's going to say that. But, oh, I should have said, this is what you're saying gonna say or this is I knew you were gonna do that but I didn't do anything about it because I knew it last week you were gonna do this this week but I didn't do anything about it so it happened and and I don't like how it happened or things like that well years ago I ended up accurately predicting the outcome of every single one of the seven games played in that year's world series and which team was going to win. Huh. Afterwards, <laughs> and of course I did that in front of several of my friends, and afterwards <laughs> they go, okay, how much money did you bet on these games? And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> I never even thought of betting on them. Why? Well, first, I wasn't interested in gambling. Second, I didn't know that my predictions were going to be so accurate. <laughs> I was just having fun going, okay, this game, this team's going to win by so many points. This game is going to be, you know, two to seven and blah, blah, blah. I was just playing. I've never made such a prediction before or since that one. So I always joke that my greatest psychic ability is that of retrocognition. <laughs> not precognition. My psychic hindsight is 2020. <laughs> Often years after something happens, I realize why it happened and why it had to happen. I only connect the dots in my life after the fact. And most often, years after they happen, I look back and go, wow, at the time, I didn't know what was going on, I just did what I knew I had to do intuitively. I didn't, I wouldn't be able to explain to anybody why I was doing it. I, I just knew I have to do this. I have to call that person. I have to go there. But 
later on, almost always, sometime later, I look back and go, whoa, I'm so glad I did those things back then because it led me to being where I am today. Predictions that I have I'm far more interested in are those that help us learn how to live correctly. So when there's a prediction or prophecy and it's revealed by someone, I look at it for myself. You may notice that so many of the major prophecies made by prophets of ancient times were not of very pleasant events. (laughs) In fact, some of them risk people going into doom and gloom scenarios or becoming hopeless if they misinterpret the purpose of prophecies. Purpose of prophecy, the real purpose, is for each of us to learn how to make our course corrections in life. Huh. The seemingly negative or destructive prophecies are most often revealed centuries or sometimes even millennia ahead of time for that very reason. It often takes humanity as a collective, as a race, as a whole, a very long time to make adequate course adjustments or course corrections. And the real success of a true prophet is to be proven wrong, especially in the case of negative, destructive type of predictions. Why? Because if the prophet is capable and has the power to wake up many people to having to make a course correction in order to not have the prophecy fulfilled, that prophet has succeeded in his or her mission. If you'll notice that some of the great prophets became well-known and respected because of their seeming accuracy in predicting outcomes, then at a certain later point in their predicting, they seem not to be as accurate as they were previously. This is a common phenomenon due to more and more people paying heed to the predictions of the prophet because he or she proved to be right so often before. More people take to heart what the prophet is predicting and seek deeper within themselves to discover how they can change their ways to lessen or even eliminate the gravity of predictions. The time I was taken aboard a spaceship that I talked about in one of the shows and shown many scenes from the future of humanity and this world, I was told that these so-called futures had varying degrees of probabilities of being manifested. Some of those futures that I was shown did already happen, but the degree of the severity of them may have been lessened or made greater directly in relationship to how humanity responded to certain other events and situations in the world. When we make adequate course corrections in our lives, even if what was predicted happens, our relationship to it and how we experience it changes dramatically. Whenever someone or a large group hears of a future event or condition or situation, and the majority reacts in fear and aggression, 
and so forth, then the predicted negative event will more likely happen and happen in a more destructive manner. On the other hand, as more of the collective humanity responds in neutrality and loving kindness, for example, the predicted event lessens in severity or destructivity. In the ideal scenario, humanity makes such a major change in how it chooses to proceed that the predicted destructive event may be completely averted or a much more beneficial event replaces it. Several years ago, we had scheduled a weekend event, a seminar event in Los Angeles at a particular hotel near the LAX airport. A few weeks before the planned event, a very well-respected and proven to be mostly accurate modern-day prophet made a prediction of a very large earthquake to happen over that very weekend of our planned event in L.A. Uh (laughs) Many people contacted our office to ask whether we were going to cancel our event. Raphael had to field a lot of those calls. (laughs) So this is more than just a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) We looked at it, and it was obvious that us being in Los Angeles on that weekend was important to how things were going to proceed, not only in L.A. that weekend, but on a more global level. So we told everyone that we're going to be there to give our seminars as planned and that this was their opportunity to learn how prophecies and predictions work and how what we call the future unfolds from our response to everything. Well, we ended up having a wonderful weekend event without any earthquakes experienced in the L.A. area. However, there were several very large earthquakes reported in the middle of the ocean that weekend, the effects of which were felt on certain small islands, but without any destruction of property or life. Huh. Was, well, does that mean that that normally very accurate prophet was completely off base and wrong? Not, Not at, at all. all. If he hadn't put that prophecy on, on his newsletter that goes to, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people all over the world, oh, it might have continued. Because another fasc- fascinating thing that we discovered that weekend was that while we were giving our seminar in one hotel on the corner of a major intersection in the L.A. airport area, three other highly respected spiritual teachers were giving their weekend seminars in hotels on each <laughs> each of the other three corners of that major intersection. <laughs> Which had never happened before. No. <laughs> yes, anyway. <clears throat> so not only that, all four of us, we're teaching on the same topic in completely different ways. One was teaching it from the perspective of a Hawaiian kahuna. Another from the perspective of one who had multiple near-death experiences. Another from the perspective of sacred geometry and ancient teachings from the stars. And we were teaching it as spiritual clairvoyant teachers and healers. So there are no coincidence or accidents in life. 
whenever I prepare a teaching event for the so-called future, which I'm doing all the time, (laughs) practically every day. Since in this world, if you want to make the necessary arrangements, you have to schedule things, sometimes months or even years in advance. I do so in the present. When I do so, when the time comes for that particular teaching event, it invariably turns out to be the perfect subject and perspective for that time and for the people who show up. I've learned long ago that to be able to see the future, you have to look completely from and in the present. In truth, there's no such thing as the future or the past. The sense of the passage of time is only according to how we organize a linear sequence of events and experiences in our mind. In reality, all is, always, and forever. Raphael, I observe that whenever you're planning for something to come, whether you're organizing an event six months in the future or our travel plans for next week, you're looking at what you have to do next for that to happen in the way that you'd like it to happen. It's a bit like that slogan, think globally, act locally, except in terms of time. Look at the future, but do so in the present and act in the present. Then, when the so-called future time arrives, all you've already done makes things work out the way you envision. Could you share with our listeners how you go about your process of looking at the future, using your clairvoyance, intuition, and precognition, and deciding on what to do right now and what to do after that to have what you envision to happen accordingly? Well, I would love to answer that question, but our first break is coming up, so I'll answer it at the beginning of the next section. See, time keeps on budding in. (laughs) It does. (laughs) I just wanted to remind you that this coming Saturday, December 29th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we will be giving our final teleclass in our current run of our series, Waking Up to Your Astral Life. In this teleclass, you'll learn about making the astral part of your daily life will help you to integrate and make a lot more use of the other one-third of your life that most people ignore. We hope you can join us for this wonderful teleclass. Get all the details and sign up for our website events calendar section at michaeltumora.com or you can call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours specific time this Thursday or Friday to sign up. We'll When we return, we'll continue our exploration of prophecies, predictions, and precognition. And we'll take callers with questions if you have a question about predictions and your precognitive ability. Call us at 1-888-346-9141, which will be repeated just before we come on. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
We experience all sorts of changes as we move through life, marriage, raising children, moving up the corporate ladder, and saving for retirement. To maneuver smoothly through these changes, tune in to Practical Solutions for Life with host Catherine Wilking. Through engaging guests, fun topics, and feng shui solutions, you will learn how to take charge and move from chaos to prosperity. Be sure to listen live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Empowerment Channel. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on the Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we're exploring the topic of, the very interesting topic of prophecies, predictions, and precognition. Well, just before the break, Michael was asking me the question, and I'm just going to quote it right word for word. Could you share with our listeners how you go about your process of looking at the future using your clairvoyance, intuition, and precognition and deciding on what to do right now and what to do after that to have what you envision happen accordingly. Well, it's really interesting because um, my ability to prophesize and to predict has always been with me since I was a child. I thought everyone had this ability, and it always made me wonder sometimes why some people didn't follow what they knew to be correct for them. But it started with me with having dream prophecies where I would wake up and I would know from a dream that I had whether it was symbolic or actually telling me word for word, this and this and this are going to happen today. And I didn't ever question the truth of it or not. And if it was something really negative, which a lot of people who have sudden uh, prophetic abilities, sometimes all they see are negative things coming, things they're afraid of. That hasn't been true for me. Sometimes it's very mundane. I'll see that I'm going to be getting in my car and driving somewhere rather than sitting at my desk all day. Or I might see that um, a certain piece of mail will be coming into the mailbox. But oftentimes the prophecies that I receive are about other people and about things that are going to happen much more on a bigger scale. So there are those prophecies that we all receive whether we pay attention to them or not, that are personal to us. And because I have paid attention to this for a very long time, um, 
nowadays what happens is is I might be in a quiet moment, which a lot of you don't even have, even in the course of a 12-hour you know, day awake. Um, but if you have a quiet moment or two, sometimes that information just drops in your awareness. I see it as almost like these picture cards that come up. So, for instance, if I wake up in the morning and I'm blow-drying my hair and I'm just letting my mind be still and the only noise going on is the blow-dryer, sometimes I'll just get a whole list of things that are coming up that weren't on my list of what I had planned to do that day. So, what I do is I make room for it. And if it's something unpleasant, I actually say hello to it and, and what it's all about for me and it ask myself, is there anything I can do to mitigate or or to slow down the process of this negative thing happening? And usually I do get an answer of some sort, even if it's, this is something that needs to happen today, whether you like it or not, kind of an answer back. Yes. But even when when um, uh, you can't change anything, you know, it, it, the future you see is happening, unfolding exactly the way you saw it, that's okay. Because when you make a course correction, how you're going to go through it is going to be fundamentally different. That's right. It's, it's being aware as you're going through it. So it, it's, to me, it's almost akin to that experience of waking up when you're in a dream. You know, when you're sleeping at night and you're in a dream and all of a sudden they call it lucid dreaming, you know you're dreaming. <clears throat> And so that's what I experience. And, and nowadays, since I've been doing these practices so long, I experience that at least one third of the day where I know this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And it just sometimes comes in as a knowingness and, and it's not even those picture cards that come into my awareness. Yeah, everybody's had deja vu, right? What, you know, what, what, uh, oh, gee, <laughs> I already experienced that and I just experienced that. <laughs> and this is all Precognition is like a delayed deja vu. See, deja vu, you you practically do a double take because you just experienced it and and then you experience it right again and you go, whoa, I've been through this already. And sometimes... It's a recognition. Yeah. Sometimes you know, you know what? This is going to happen. And then it happens right instantly, right afterwards. So there's no time delay so much there's no warning but precognition or especially in the case of prophecies a lot of times prophecies are given written down passed down orally hundreds of years sometimes thousands of years ahead of time right and then so this is such a incredibly interesting time for our you know humanity because the archaeologists are digging up all these megaliths and everything that have, and they're they're decoding these prophecies that were made thousands and thousands of years ago in civilizations that they're just they didn't even know existed until recently, and and so geez, thousands of years ago they're talking about and writing about what's going to happen where right now. At this time period. At this time period. It's kind of amazing, It is. But when you know how it is in spirit, there is no time. Eternal life is eternal. It has no time. It's no, one thing doesn't end and another thing begins. No, that's just here in 3D. In spirit, all 
is. So anything and everything and everything that's ever going to happen, ever can happen, ever might happen is already there. Ah, it's depending on the course corrections, the changes we make in our decisions about ourselves and others and situations and how we respond to everything. That's what starts to change what we bring forth here in 3D now. Okay. I'd like to talk a little bit about um, a, a tiny little predictive thing I had happen, and I think I might have mentioned this in one of our other shows, um, but when we had our last cat, Magic was her name. Meow. Meow. <laughs> she was <clears throat> sitting on my lap one day, and I got this uh, communication from her, which was like a prediction, which I thought was very odd. It, you know, my animals do communicate with me, but this was a very sort of an advanced type of communication. And she said to me in the voice I always hear that is her, she said, when I die... Your mother will pass over soon after. And I didn't let it scare me or worry me, or I didn't think I was crazy because I was hearing my cat. I just made a note of it. Anytime I get something like that that's sort of down the road, I don't know when the cat's going to die. She was pretty healthy at the time, and she didn't die for quite a number of years after. But I made a note of it and sort of put it in my file cabinet in, in my brain. And I went, okay, well, I'll have to pay attention to that. Well, a number of years later, she uh, passed away. And the moment she passed away, it was like the moment she passed away, I remembered that prediction from so many years ago. About a day later, I got a phone call saying my mother, who was who lived in Ohio at the time, had gone into hospice and was going through her death process. And she died five days later. And so what I see predictions like this as is our way of helping ourselves prepare for something that may be difficult. Yes. And having known that her passing was coming not too long down the road, and plus she was quite old, um, it made sense to me. And I didn't fight it in my mind. I didn't get scared. I didn't call my mom and worry about it or anything like that. I just made a note of it. And I see we have a caller on hold. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll maybe take her question. Yeah, let's and take her question and, and then continue from there. Hello, Amber. Are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Hi, hi. Amber. Um, hi. Happy day um, after Christmas. <laughs> I just wanted to um, ask you guys about my career. Um, I, I just started back to work uh, in, I guess, that August-September area, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but I'm still having, like, some real, like, inner struggles with it, and it's a position that may not last after uh, June. Yes. So I'm the so I'll be like in a limbo kind of again this coming Yeah. Time. So I, I just, I just How are you? Have any insight. Yes. How how are you in limbo? <laughs> you know, the dance limbo. <laughs> have you ever done that dance where you have to bend backwards and go under a, a stick? <laughs> that's a really good, that's a really good Yes. You got to practice that sure. a little bit more. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> He's teasing you. Yes, yeah. because the first thing, Amber, that I see with you, uh, even before you start to ask the question, you're so much in the future, right? Yeah. You're you're already, or you're already six months down the line, or that past June, and trying to see what are you doing after this job may not be there. <laughs> sort of like solving a problem in the future. Yeah, and you can't ever do that. That will not, that's guaranteed, that won't work. Okay? okay. You cannot solve a problem in the future. Huh. You have to come back into the present. Mm-hmm. So, now, why I was joking around with you is notice you're a little bit more present now. Right? Oh. You're, you're, you're now starting to kind of go, oh, okay. <laughs> when you laughed a little bit, uh, you can start to get back into the present a little bit more. You're not all the way there yet. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I know you've listened to our shows before and practiced some of the uh, tools, like the grounding yeah. and being in the center of your head, right? Yes. Yes. So that's what you need to practice a little more to get yourself in the present and notice when you were looking at the future of, and it's not a real future, it's future based on hearsay, based on somebody saying, well, this position or your job or this company or whatever might not be there by June next year or something like that. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're in fear and worry, concern. Oh, no, what am I going to do if that happens? And you're treating it as if that's a done deal. And it's not. It's just hmm. a possibility, isn't it? Just because yeah, somebody says this is the way it's going to be. Just just like, you know, uh, we listen to the weather report every year, every day. and How much do we really believe uh, yeah, that? <laughs> it's just, oh, the weather report <laughs> says it's going to snow. Great. Okay. It might mm-hmm. or it might not. <laughs> and so, so it's... Everything is like that, and especially on a personal level. So then, what you need to look at is, okay, right here, right now. You said, okay, you're pretty happy with your job right now. But this thing about the future is scaring you and worrying you. And, ah, so what we've been talking about today on the show, course correction. Okay, great. You heard this thing that's a possibility in your job in the future. And your reaction to it is, oh, this is, you know, I don't know uh, how I'm going to deal with it. Being scared of it. Yeah, being scared of it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what you can change. And mm-hmm. you have to look at, oh, yeah, look at how I'm reacting to this news that could be true, that could happen, that could happen six months from now, that could happen ten months from now, that could happen even tomorrow, right? We, we don't know that your job's going to be there tomorrow. <laughs> you could give yourself an ulcer thinking, yeah. you know, all these worrisome thoughts. So, yeah. so none of us knows. I, I don't know if I'm even going to be here tomorrow, right? <laughs> and I have a good track record. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so, so when you think about that, isn't that kind of funny? You get scared yeah, really because is. somebody else says, in June, you might not have your job anymore. And then, but you don't consider that the same could happen anytime. Mm. 
the whole company could be go belly up. And nobody knew that, but then you wouldn't have a job, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you, you don't worry about that. No, because you're in present time and you're not worried about what if, what if, what if. And if this is going to happen, they said it's going to happen. Okay, great. Now, let's look at my reaction to that and what kind of course correction can I make to, at the very least, mitigate the situation? What is it that you'd like to see in, you know, down the line? This isn't mm-hmm. your end game, is it? Even as a career, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. No, it's no, just, isn't it? It's meant to be temporary. Whether it's right. years temporary or months, it's temporary. So hang on there. And then when we come back from our break, we'll continue mm-hmm. this. And I want to talk a little bit more about what steps you can take. Okay? Okay. Yeah, I love your question, Amber, because so many people ask questions of psychics like that. Well, what's next? What's next? What's next? And learning how to do this yourself is a really important part of our spiritual growth. All right. Time flies when we're looking at the future. We've got our second break coming up. When we return, and Amber, hang on there, we're going to talk to you some more, we'll continue our exploration of prophecies, predictions, and precognition. Call us with your questions about the future and about your precognitive abilities and experiences. Today, we're live in the studio at one 346 9141 See you in a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking, the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction. And that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and from the inside out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix, creating the life you want, hosted by Amira Mondin. This show features the world's most intriguing guests, ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Today we're exploring the topic of 
prophecies, predictions, and precognition. And Michael was just answering Amber's question. She's calling from Washington, D.C. So, Amber, are you on the line with us? Yes, I'm still here. Oh, good. Yes. So, see, you're very good at holding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The funny thing is, you know, as I look at you, Amber, I see one of your main spirit guides. Are you aware of your spirit guides? Some of them. Yeah. Well, there's one. uh, He's a, you know, masculine spirit guide. And he right now he's over on your left side next to you and and a little bit above your shoulder kind of area and uh, he's pointing out oh this is part of why you got this got into the situation where you're finding out that there's a good possibility that your position's not going to be there by you know summertime is because this is kind of a a little mini wake-up call and it's kind of to get you going to mm. use your creativity because you're an extremely creative soul. Are you aware of this? You're very, very creative. Yeah. And that's very much to your advantage. And and because when you're growing up, your creativity got you in trouble a lot. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> right? <laughs> See, sometimes it doesn't pay to just, you know, flaunt your creativity when you're a little kid in front of adults because they think it's a hassle. And, and you're experimenting, so you create things that, you know, blow up or, or uh, whether physically or, or um, metaphorically. <laughs> and then they go, no, 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 that's not good. And lots of limits get put onto your creativity. While you're in a place in life where you need to dig in and get your, all your creativity back you, that you gave up because that caused somebody an upset before. That caused you to lose some relationships. And think outside the box uh, that other yeah. people don't agree with. Yeah, so you're not, you're not one of those, you know, follow the rules person, right? And, and so part of the job you like is the creative part. The other part of the job you don't like is, you know, you just, somebody tells you what to do and you got to do it. And right. when you have a boss that gives you lots of freedom in how you do what you do, then <laughs> you start to get really happy. Because you get to use your creativity, correct? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but when you have a boss that's like, you know, a pencil pusher and go, okay, no, I said exactly this way and you were off by half an inch. Then it's mm. like you can't breathe. And so this is a time, this situation you have to use to your benefit is, oh, what am I supposed to learn when, when I'm getting afraid, what's going to happen to me, you know, six, seven months from now? And, and you're going, oh, yeah, I'm creative. What would I like to have? And like I mentioned before the break, that this is, was never meant to be your, you know, life career, uh, life work. And, and you said, yeah, you knew that. So, okay, this is a good time. You have six months, seven months to create your next step. While you're doing your everyday job, you have to envision, okay, this is what, you know, I heard the future is going to be for me, most likely, uh, six months from now. What would I like to have instead? 
Mm. Ah, now we get into not predicting, but envisioning, creating a vision of where you would like to go from where you are now. And then start having that. Start to not only envision, but start to create your life accordingly to your vision while you do the job you're doing now and and see what starts to unfold by six months from now within that time period, maybe even sooner. Things are going to happen. That's going to give you the opportunity saying, okay, you want to take your next step in this direction that you've been envisioning, that you've been creating. Here's your opportunity. Try it out. Mm. And you can still say yes or no to that opportunity, but you know it's happening. A lot of times once you get the creative juices flowing like that, you start to be able to come up with possible multiple uh, possibilities. Yes. Mm. So. Yeah, so consider that, and then when, after you hang up, uh, we're going to continue this show, and I will talk more about it, uh, so not just specifically to you, but you brought up such a good question that I want to address this for the entire audience and um, I'll give some examples, all right? Oh, Sound great. Good. Yeah, I really appreciate that. All, all right. right. Well, you're doing okay. great. You're, you're in a wonderful place of stepping up your creative abilities and following through with it you gotta so part of your challenge right now is learning to trust yourself enough so that you can trust your you know creative abilities and you're not waiting for somebody else to tell you what to do you're looking at okay change is coming while you're in the middle of a change right now so might as well make use of it and create the change you'd like instead of waiting for somebody else to do it to you or uh, tell you about it or whatever. That's the power of being in present time. Mm. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank Thank you you so much. You're You're welcome. welcome. Thank you for calling in. All right. So as I was talking to Amber, uh, that really, it's an important, very important. Her question was led to a very important aspect of being able to Look into the future. Uh, Remember, in the first part, I said, I always have to find the present. I can't be like Amber was when she first called and worried about the future. She was six months already down the line. No, coming back to the present right here, right now. And at the end of the phone call, notice she was going, hmm, yeah, she's here. So much more. Even her voice was different, right? Yeah, it's much more deep and grounded. And she's really looking right now, presently, not worried about the future, but presently. Huh, what can I do right now? So I look to see what I see, you know, as far as the future is concerned, in whatever form. It could be like with Amber's example. Somebody telling you the the news forecast says, oh, stocks are going to (laughs) crash or the real estate market is going to be bottomed out or whatever in two months or this year or whatever like that. And everybody freaks out. Now, when I see something or hear something from, say, a reliable, usually reliable source, just like that profit I was talking about earlier. If you find yourself freaking out or getting scared, ah, that's the time to ground yourself and imagine that rose 
put all that fear, put all that freak out into that rose and go, kaboom, let it go. Forgive yourself for reacting that way. And, okay, what kind of energy? Everything starts with energy. So what kind of energy would I like to be in? Would I like to be in this worrying, uh, scared, knotted up, stressed out feeling? No, I like to be happy. I mean, that's a (laughs) no-brainer. So change your energy first. And then what I do is I look to see what's most likely to happen at a certain point in the so-called future. And if I don't like what I see, just like Amber didn't like what she heard about the possibility of her future six months down the line, then I envision what it is that would be much more beneficial, not just to me, but to all of us. All right? Yeah, I just start doing that. And I take time with that. I don't have to. Well, sometimes it's instant, but other times I, I when especially if it's down the line a ways, then I give myself some time to mull it over, reflect on it. And I know that whatever I see in the future, if we don't make changes in how we're making decisions and proceeding about it now and have been up to now, most likely what I see happening will happen that I don't like. If, however, because I'm seeing the so-called future that way and I'm able to make first and foremost my own course corrections, then I know with certainty what I see happening in that future is bound to change for the better. I know that. It can't get worse because I'm already prepared. I don't know what's going to happen yet, but I'm in a better place in relationship to managing that experience. So I'm not going to be caught broadsided and go, wow, my whole life is falling apart and I'm freaking out. No, I've already, I've already gone through my freak out right now in, in present time <laughs> about the future. Now I'm over it. Yeah. Today I don't have that shirt on. Yesterday I had a t-shirt on with a Teddy the dog that says, get over it. <laughs> Every time I look in the mirror, I go, oh, get over it. So yeah. whatever I'm hung up on, you know, I get into amusement and, oh, yeah, okay, I can let this go. So I've used my experience. Many of you have heard this story before. I've used the experience of healing a serious, serious burn, covering my whole hand to illustrate different things. But I'm going to use it again as an example of changing the future I saw. When I first realized that I had unknowingly grabbed on to that steaming hot steel pipe with my bare hand to prevent falling down the side of the uh, hill, and my hand, uh, because I didn't know it was steaming hot, (laughs) it was just a reaction, right? There's something to hold on to. I'm falling. And (laughs) it wasn't funny. (laughs) It was, well, it was so hot, I couldn't even feel it at first. And then I saw when I, when I realized it, I let go, and, oh, look at, it's completely, seriously, very critical condition. And I'm seeing my future of my hand and my future in life. Seriously damaged hand, needing extensive surgeries, treatments, just to become fairly functional. I decided at that instant that I'm going to make course corrections. I decided, okay, that didn't have to be my future. And I took the main image I held unconsciously in my mind with the pain and the trauma and the, oh no, everything, blew it up. 
just in my mind, just imagine that kablooey blew it up. I forgave myself for having to go through all of that right here, not in the future, right here. And in that instant, everything reversed itself until my whole hand was even better than new, at least skin-wise. Not a shred of evidence was there that it was even mildly burnt, even though it was severely burnt. In fact, my skin on my hand was healthier and more vital than it was prior to that burn. This is extremely important now more than ever. So many people are falling down that black hole of hopelessness, futility, and despair because of the kind of future they're seeing in their mind based on what's going on in the world today. If they learn that the solution is not to allow themselves to fall down that rabbit hole, but to decide on a course correction that will profoundly change the future for the better. And the first step in making all course corrections is the reality that you are seeing. What you're looking at in your mind is where you will lead yourself to go. If you're looking at avoiding what you're afraid of, running away from what you're afraid of you're seeing and what you're worried about, rather than looking at where you'd like to actually go, where'd you like to end up, you'll experience what you're afraid of. If instead you make the necessary course correction to redirect your sight and look at where you would like to go and need to go, you'll change your future without fail. And this goes for your personal future and the future of humanity. One of the things that I've seen since I was very young were all the earth changes happening. And for many years, I've actually prepared for it because I saw a lot of it was going to be true, even though I've seen some of it mitigated and some of it backed off. Other things have happened just exactly as I've seen them and as many other prophets and predictors have seen them to the point of where I had, as we've been uh, working on moving out of our house, I had collected lots of blankets in our house and supplies in case people needed to come stay with us when those big earth changes were happening. Well, about six months ago or eight months ago, I was cleaning out the closet and I looked at those blankets and I got that there has been a short uh, a shift in the prediction, at least personally for us, and that I was not going to need those blankets. So I gave them all away so they could be used in the present time. Now, earth changes have happened and the big fires and everything right up where we're living, but not in the way that I thought it might be when I was looking at it many years ago. That energy has shifted. And I think a lot of the energy work people do up here has helped that quite a bit up here, meaning Mount Shasta. Yeah, and I teach. Everything I teach, everything I say, everything I write is based on what I see in the future. And that's the way I'm making course corrections. That's right. So keep your ears open. Well, we've come to the end of our show, and we'd like to thank you so much for joining us today. I think we're going to have to talk about this subject again. Tune in next Wednesday, which will be the second day of 2019, to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura and learn how to set the energy for your new year. Life is all about energy. Set up a wonderful energy and live a joy-filled life. 
Please share this show with your friends. Help spread the insights, wisdom, and joy you gain from it around the world. Remember also to call our office this Thursday or Friday during normal business hours specific time to sign up for this Saturday's teleclass, Making the Astral Part of Your Everyday Life. And that number is 530-926-2650. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.